0: Glory to Jesus Christ, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For those who have lived through Lent at least one time, because that's pretty much what you need to experience in order to know that there is, in the experience of Lent, an uptick of temptation, say demonic activity, our passions become maybe a little bit more acute. On one hand, there is, I believe, an uptick of attack against us, but there's also the fact during Lent that we have services like this, (laughs) that we are fasting, that we are attempting to pray a little bit more, that we are set aside, setting aside money to give that the passions become just a little bit clearer what we really wrestle with better is a patient man than strong and the one who is powerful over anger is better than one who captures a city it's a quite an image Better is one who's powerful over anger than one who could capture a city. To capture a city, you can think of the trebuchets, the catapults, the amassing of forces outside. This is why, in the medieval time, they would dig moats, they would have these high towers. It is quite a feat to capture. A city, if I remember correctly, it might even need a Scotsman with a cannon in order to take a city, if I'm remembering that correctly. Maybe it was a Hungarian working for the Turks. Constantinople? Nobody? Anybody? Okay. Irish. Somebody says Irish. Don't, don't say bad things about the Scots. No, I'm not. I'm part Scots. <laughs> Anger is one of, I especially think it is something about Lent. It may have to do with the diet. It may have to do with just the reality of all the other things that one is struggling with. But it is quite a spiritual feat for someone, through, of course, the power of the Holy Spirit, to overcome and to sequester, to capture The Invasion of Anger. St. John Chrysostom says, Anger is a fire, a flame that seizes, bites, and sets ablaze. When you're in the midst of anger, it seems like you see everything crystal clear. Everything is according to how you have seen it. It's only later do you feel that it was a fire, that you were seized, almost like it wasn't really you. It was something else. The bites, you can feel them. The blaze, the charred remains of your family before you, because you've let loose that anger. The prayer of St. Ephraim, especially in the second line, gives us three Virtues that we ask God to give us that are a great aid in our battle with anger. For as the fathers, as they examine, as they dove deep within themselves to find God, as they struggled against their own particular addictions, passions, struggles, they discovered a kind of hierarchy of things that When you address this issue, it actually helps this other particular struggle. Anger results in a primary part of the anger is that we like pleasure. Because what else do we get angry about? Because somebody has gotten in the way of my pleasure, my good time, my sitting on the couch. (laughs) Right? Right? Maybe pulling into my lane as I was enjoying my nice drive down Pellissippi at 75 miles an hour. And so the fathers actually with anger, they address something that you may not think of. But they address that love of pleasure, which is very close to sensual desire. They address the need for chastity. For gluttony, lust, Love of money are tangled up with anger. Because we have even a term for hangry, right? We're we're hungry and therefore we get angry. We're lusty, we're sensual. And therefore things that get in our way that distract our fulfillment of desire makes us angry. And money, the stress of money. I mean... What are the Outside of gluttony, lust, love of money, these are also all the recipes for divorce. That's why marriages end. Anger is probably right there next to that, right? Anger, the explosion, because we're not getting our way. The fathers actually offer almsgiving as a particular aid for anger. So there's chastity, but also almsgiving. Because what does almsgiving ultimately do for you? It breaks your selfish pleasure-seeking self. Because what does money do? It's the oil that gets you, right? It greases the wheels to get you to the pleasure. Almsgiving disconnects you from what it is that you desire. Behind anger outside of the basic struggle with lust, love of money, and gluttony, is also the baseline sin that we all confess in one way or another, pride and vainglory. Pride and vainglory, vainglory being that aspect of where we want to be seen, approved, affirmed, and honored. And when we don't get that, well, we get irritated. We get angry. You can hear in the prayer of St. Ephraim, chastity was probably the one that you weren't expecting, but humility and patience. To work towards being humble. St. Paul tells us and probably gives us the best short definition of humility. Consider everyone better than yourself. You see this throughout the lives of the fathers. Something happens, something goes against what you desire what you had planned, or you see and want to judge and make yourself seem better above. But humility always considers that the other person that you are tempted to judge, that you're tempted to explode at in anger, is actually better than you. Humility, St. Gregory of Nyssa tells us, is the mother Of the gentleness of heart. Just thinking about gentleness. In our interactions with others. Humility requires us to not become irritated at anyone. Patience is the calm endurance of evils inflicted upon us by circumstances or people. And maybe we wouldn't even be able to upgrade our irritants to evils, right? That seems to make it seem like almost justified. Evils are coming upon me, so I must be angry. But patience, patience requires us to calmly endure with humility, with a giving up of our pleasure our ego, what we desire. And at the crown of all of this, the fathers resound, telling us, as we pray, pray the prayer of St. Ephraim, give us a spirit of chastity, humility, patience, and love. Love is ultimately what overcomes anger. We need the chastity. We need the humility, the ability to see everyone else as better than we are, We need the patience to keep our mouths and our hearts still while a storm rages around us. But we need love to actively conquer our anger, to actually have the force, the fire of love instead of the fire of anger. So brothers and sisters, especially as this starts coming down as we wind down Lent, This is where things we feel wound down. We feel grounded down. Whether we've fasted or not, whether we have engaged in a more intense struggle with our particular passions, this is just kind of a lull. Which is exactly why the church puts before us this week the life of St. Mary of Egypt. And we'll be having tomorrow evening the canon of St. Andrew and the life of St. Mary of Egypt, to put before us someone who embodies chastity, humility, patience, and love. So let us, as we experience the fire of anger, let us attempt in whatever way possible to put that fire out, to keep our mouths shut, to struggle with the virtue, to achieve the virtue of chastity, to think best of everyone else, to be patient, but especially to love, to love, to love, to cover all the multitude of sins that we so easily see that we want to gloat about, that we want and think as deserved of our anger. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.